0: Hey guys, welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. My name is Kevin Kaufman. I'm your host, and I just want to say thank you for taking some time out to listen with us this week. Do me a favor, if you don't mind, before we get to today's guest, head on over to ratethispodcast.com. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA that stands for next level agents, rate this podcast.com forward slash NLA and leave us a review or just go to any podcast player that you prefer and uh, look us up the Kevin and Fred show. And please leave us a review. That is the best way to support our efforts here in the show. All right, let's get to today's episode. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Kevin and Fred Show. I'm excited for today's episode, joined by my friend Jennifer Beatles. Jennifer, how's it going?
1: Hey, doing really well. How are you?
0: I am so good. I'm excited to do this. I've been wanting to uh, have this conversation. Actually, as I was just saying, kind of rehab this conversation again, but record it this time. So I'm excited for this. Love it. So Jennifer, let's do this. Uh, let's start with the two-minute elevator pitch. Who like tell us? Obviously, I gave away the punchline of your name already, but tell us about like who are you, what do you do business-wise in real estate, and then we're going to kind of jump around from there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the way I describe it is I'm in the business of helping people build wealth through real estate investing. I love that. Yeah.
0: I'm in the business of... So when you say you're in the business of helping people build wealth through real estate investing, yeah. who do you help?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we serve two different communities. Okay. One is we help... Uh, real estate investors, typically W-2 uh, full-time employed people start building passive income by investing in investment properties, right? Cash flowing real estate. And then we also serve the real estate agent community. So helping agents work with more real estate investors and also ideally start investing in real estate themselves.
0: Okay. I like that end part because I, I, it's a big thing <laughs> of mine. I think, I think as a community, we need more of that for sure. Um, so let's, how did you, let's go back to the first group of that first community that you help, which yeah. is kind of not people in the industry, have a job, have money that they'd like to invest and in, start building wealth and, and real estate is the avenue that they've decided. How do you do, how do you help them? And then I would love to talk about maybe like, how did you even get to that place? Cause I'm assuming it started with helping yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how do we help them? Um, in a couple of different ways. Uh, a lot of the people that we're working with today, They're living in one market and investing somewhere else. So we say, live where you want to live, invest where it makes sense. So we work with a lot of people that live, you know, coastal markets, right? Pacific Northwest, uh, East Coast. And it's just really hard to get into those markets, into anything where you can actually cash flow, right? So as mentioned, you know, the whole purpose here uh, that that we're trying to accomplish is helping people build extra income streams, right? So cash flowing real estate. And so, uh, you know, I I do weekly coaching sessions with our community, Um, you know, things like deal analysis, uh, due diligence, kind of where the best opportunities are right now. Um, And then we also, serving our agent community, we get agents that send us deals on a daily basis. And any deals that I like, I'll, I'll buy it personally. And if I'm not buying or maybe if, you know, I'm traveling Europe with my family or we're traveling, then, you know, we put it in front of our investor community. Yeah. And so uh, it, it's just kind of great to be in this place where we're able to serve both. Right. So we're having For a sure. lot of agents that, um, you know, really want to work with fewer clients but close multiple deals a year with the same client, right? That's that's what I had learned when I was an agent working with investors, is that gosh, I could I could have ten, twenty investor clients that bought five to ten deals a year each of them, and so I had a much more scalable and predictable business. Yeah. Um. So it was really you know kind of fun navigating that and learning that. <laughs> As and in, it's easier
0: to deal with too. Like if we're, oh my gosh, you know
1: oh my gosh, absolutely. And uh, so, so yeah, that's that's kind of the how and how we do it.
0: So, what got you into helping? Um, actually, let's go this, Let's go backwards even further. How did you get involved in real estate investing in the first place? Let's start there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, 21 years old. I was working two jobs. I worked as a as a bookkeeper uh, in the afternoons, but in the morning, I worked as a barista. So I worked from 5 a.m. to one o'clock, uh, working at a, at a at a coffee stand. I'm originally from Seattle. And, uh, yeah. And in the afternoons I did, I did bookkeeping. And then at night I did college and I set this goal to buy my first house by 21. And so I was able to do that like a month after my 21st birthday. Wow. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, so I I learned so much throughout that process. It was a huge fixer upper. And so here I was (sighs) doing everything myself. Like literally, I remember on on a weekend, um, I was like, taking out a fireplace that had been like sheetrocked over, right? Brick by brick, <laughs> just pulling this thing apart. And, uh, and I just saw so much opportunity with real estate. Um, the reason why I brought that first property was it was on a multifamily zone lot. And so the intention was, okay, I'm going to fix this up. I'm going to rent it out, hold on to it, eventually tear it down and build multifamily. And so, um, you know, after, after closing on that property, I had to have income, <laughs> That's so yeah. right. I on that property, it helps.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Qu- uh, quit my job and, uh, and just, yeah, I'd really decided to get into real estate and, and try to figure out like which, which way I was going to do it. So the first couple of years I was kind of bouncing around between flipping, um, you know, buy and hold, uh, just kind of doing a little bit of everything. Um, and then now it's just long-term buying hold.
0: Awesome. So w- I gotta know. So you, if you had a goal to own a house at 21, Like, do you remember at what point in your childhood where, like, that became a thing? And was there an event or a person that kind of brought that on you?
1: Yeah. Um, So there's a moment that I remember very vividly when I was 15 and I had gotten my first job. So I I worked as a busser at a a local pizza restaurant, right? And I got my very first paycheck. And I looked at that paycheck and I said, The government and the state got paid before me. What the heck? And so uh, from that moment, I said, I want to own my own business. I just didn't know what yet. And uh, my parents, it's interesting. My parents, um, they had only ever owned two houses in their entire life, right? So I didn't get that from them. But my grandfather was a commercial real estate investor. And, you know, he made some money. He lost a lot of money. um, But he was always kind of that entrepreneurial guy that I would, you know, I'd, every time I'd see him, I'd be asking questions about how he did things and just kind of learning the way he thought, because he thought differently than everyone else that I had known. Right. And so um, I think that, that those were the two kind of inspirations, I guess, that, cool. that led me to real estate.
0: That's awesome. So so you get, so you finally, you get into real estate. So you buy, you buy that first house and then you kind of figure other things out then what happens with your career at that point? Because now you're licensed, right? So you've got a real estate yeah. license. You, are you selling houses to like regular buyer for buyers and sellers or is it strictly investor focused at this point?
1: Yeah. So what happened next was 2008. <laughs> oh,
0: wait. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That's right. <laughs>
1: we, yes. we, oh, my gosh. I still have battle moons from that. <laughs> um, all right. So 2008 happened and uh, and I actually got my real estate license in 2009. Um so I saw these agents who in years prior were just killing it, crushing it, right. Making just a, a ton of money. And I got real, got licensed. And I remember walking into the office and I saw more agents walking out with a full box of like they were getting out of real estate Yeah, looking at me like, good luck. There's no money to be made here. Young girl. Right. Cause I was gosh, at that time I was 20, uh, 22, 23 years old. And, So again, I was so determined. I think sometimes when you're young, you don't know what you don't know. It's like that
0: blissful, blissfully (laughs) ignorant. Yeah.
1: And so I thought, okay, so who is actually buying and selling right now? So selling banks. I mean, my, my first two years as as an agent, it was either, uh, REO or short sale, right? So REO being real estate owned, bank owned, and, uh, really the only buyers in my market were investors, and so because I kind of had this experience, I guess, with renovations and this personality that's maybe a little bit more analytical, but high drive, um, I, I just felt like my personality was great for that. And so my very fr- I, I, uh, my first five listings were actually new construction houses that I had built. That <laughs> so, you built. Well, when I say built, I found the project. And I brought in a builder. Yeah, so you built, and, you built him. Yeah, so I was kind of the developer, I guess, if yeah. you will. And he he was the guy that, that built it. But the story behind that is um, I was a new agent. You know, like, as a new agent, you kind of just flounder around, like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do with my time? And so I went to this networking event, and this agent was there. And he was, like, the hot thing in town, right? Like, all of the builders worked with him. I mean, everyone knew him. And I just went up to him, and I said, hey, do you have any deals? <laughs> he's like, hi, who are you? And I said, Oh, my name is Jennifer. I work with investors. Well, at that point I had no investor clients. Right. I just, I don't know. I just you said, worked I, with yourself.
0: <laughs> you're an investor. At that I'm, point. I'm an yeah. investor.
1: I own a couple of property. Right. And so, um, he said, actually I do. He says not on the market. Builder friend of mine is losing the project. And it's, there's four foundations in the ground. Uh, he had gone to a local bank, of course, you know, got a construction loan and the bank took it back. The bank said no more draws. And so he said, yeah, if you have some investors that would like to buy this, there's probably a lot of money to be made. And I said, send me the information, but don't tell anybody else because I, I think I want the deal. So I got the numbers back and it just made sense. I mean, it was like you'd pick it up for like $40,000 a lot with foundations in the ground with permits already ready. And so at that point, you know, I could have focused on the how, which probably would have stopped me. Yeah. But instead I asked, okay, who do I know that can help me execute this? And so... I had previously worked with a superintendent who was high t- a high talented guy. And he had gotten laid off the year prior. And, of course, nobody was, build- <laughs> nobody was building at this time, right? Absolutely. And so I took him out to lunch and I said, hey, I've got four foundations in the ground, this project. Um, would you get your JC license and build them out for me? Because I know, I know you know how to do that. And he said, ah, yesterday I was just of- offered a full-time position at Home Depot. I, I think I need to take that and he had six kids and so I totally understood and I said gosh if you trust me and you do this I'll make sure you get paid you know we'll figure that out and then I promise you I'll go find more and he called me back the next day and he said I talked with my wife and I'm going to turn the job down at Home Depot and I will build houses for you and so I had him on board but wow. I didn't have the money like I I literally
0: one thing at a time right
1: <laughs> I'm like okay cool I have somebody that's going to build this I've got a project I just need to find people, and at that point, I needed about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. No banks were loaning money, right? And so I I just called friends and family, and I said, "Hey, I have this project, four foundations in the ground. Here's the bu- the budget. I think you know here's how much we can we can sell it for." So it was like uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand, but sales price at the end of the day is like one point one million, right? And so I I had people say yes, <laughs> so they said yes. We closed on the project. Um, that was my first four listings, and then I just went out and found more. And, and it's so cool, though. I, I have to say that uh, my builder friend, right? Um, he is doing so well now. He's got this huge company in Seattle. Oh, that's he's awesome. Ch- oh, I, I just yeah. Every time every time I see a new project from him, I'm just so happy to see that he didn't take that job at Home Depot. He took a chance on me, and we got that project
0: done. Isn't that crazy? How just what seems like a just one decision? I mean, changes everything. changes everything. Yeah. yeah, That's so cool. So I love that. Like, hey, I need listings. I'll build them. <laughs> right? I don't want to deal with working with the banks and jumping through those hoops. So I'll just build my listings. Why not? I love that. Uh, I just, I, there's a lot to learn there though from you, which is just like the mindset of somebody who literally just thinks like that, who just went, okay, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to do it this way. I'm going to, yeah. I'll just build it. Right. Yeah. Which now in a, in a market like this, in fact, I literally texting with my buddy in Idaho today and literally his plan right now he's like i'm yeah. I'm going to go build like 400 listings
1: yeah oh, absolutely
0: and i'm like yes i love it i just Do love it. that mindset like that Do is it. such a way of doing things differently and trying to yep. figure something out yeah. um kind of creating your own market creating <laughs> creating your own opportunities as opposed to like you mentioned the agents like that were walking out with their boxes <laughs> they were like uh, so Good sorry ball. kid <laughs> like there's no money to be made
1: yeah
0: uh, i had a similar experience in 07. A little bit different, but the similar experience was friends telling me, like, don't get licensed. Right. Like, oh, yeah. you, there's no money to be made. Right. Like, you should have already been licensed before. You missed it. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, no, there's something different, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's a lot to be said about that mindset of mm-hmm. going against the grain. Yeah. Sure. Well,
1: and, and I think it's it's coming from a place of resourcefulness yes. versus, um, again, you know, Tony Robbins always says, avoid mm-hmm. the tyranny of how.
0: Yeah. And so
1: I think sometimes we like should and how are all, all over ourselves, right? It's like, just, just think about who you know and, and what's available to you resourceful wise and, and just do it.
0: I, well, I lo- and it's the question that you asked once Once the, the, I think it was an agent who said, yeah, I do have a deal. Yeah. When you're like, okay, I don't really, I'm just going to figure out what, I don't really know what to do with it, but I'll figure it out, right? I'm Absolutely. Gonna, who do I know or mm-hmm. what would I need to do? Absolutely. By asking yourself those questions, they're so much more empowering than mm-hmm. this probably isn't going
1: isn't to work. 100%.
0: So, Um, so let me, let's fast forward a little bit. So you start, you obviously you start doing a lot of you're selling houses, you're investing yeah. in a lot of houses, but then how do you end up getting involved with other agents?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So I was, I would say fairly successful as an agent, just on my own working with investors. Um, I mean, again, mentioning maybe 20 clients at a time that were closing between five to 10 properties a year. Right. So yeah. running a, pretty successful business, business yeah. um, doing it that way. And, uh, yeah, I had a, you know, we had my first child or only child <laughs> no, in, in 2014 and, you know, my, my husband was able to retire at 30 years old because we had replaced his income with all of our rental properties. That's awesome. And that was, yeah, I mean, that was a really, that's amazing. we worked really hard. That's amazing. Seriously. That's <laughs> Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Uh, it was a lot of hard work, but that was the goal uh, all along was, um, re- you know, retire him, and then i will be next and so anyways uh i remember it was my daughter's first birthday we were in hawaii and um you know we, we had flown also our in-laws there so a big thing for me is like uh, i want to take other people along the take ride, them with right? you for yeah, yeah it's like my favorite thing is is you know buying my mother-in-law first class tickets to like come meet us and travel and things like that yeah. and so anyways we had this beautiful condo in hawaii daughter's first birthday and we were all getting ready to go to the beach. And, you know, as agents do, I, I got sucked into a deal. Of course. Negotiations, right? And it, it was with a builder client of mine. So, you know, client that I, like, top client, right? You, you don't.
0: This like, one's important. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right? And so anyways, um, I said, oh, you guys go. I'll, me, I'll meet you down there in like 30 minutes. Well, four hours goes by. My husband comes back. Everyone's like, hey, we missed you at the beach. And, uh, and I was like, oh, okay, sorry. You know, we'll do it tomorrow. And everyone went to bed and my husband said, hey, you know how you're like telling everybody that real estate gives you freedom? You realize you just missed an entire day on our daughter's first birthday. We'll never have this day back again. And you were stuck in the condo negotiating a deal. Oh. Yeah. I uh, love my husband. And, uh, and that was a moment where I, I, I kind of paused and I said, you are absolutely right. And so um took me a little while to kind of sort out what to do after, you know, getting <laughs> getting that. I got to
0: imagine like that's a lot to receive. And I think a lot of real estate agents can relate to that, I've had Absolutely. a similar experience and a lot will just kind of, yeah, whatever I got to They'll justify their actions. hundred percent. And then I think a lot of us also too will do what I th- what I think you did, which is, okay, I got to check in on that uh-huh. and see where like basically I got to own that. Well,
1: because in the agent community, we are rewarded for busy and, and the transactions that we close every year and basically, um, by production, right. And our achievements. And so I, I had worked so hard to kind of build this business that I felt like was making so much money. And then yet my husband comes to me and says, look, but you don't have the freedom and the free time that you're telling everyone that you get by investing in real estate. And he said, something needs to change. And I agreed. And so, uh, so anyways, so how, what I did with that is, um, a couple of things. One is, you know, I, I had all these investor clients that were very, very loyal and they said, look, we will follow you anywhere. You tell us there's deals in Timbuktu. We're buying there, you know, like (laughs) whatever. And so, um, and so I started to also as an investor, right? So I'm kind of wearing two hats, I'm right. an investor and an agent. And I started to look into other markets because the deals weren't as fruitful as they had been in Seattle as, you know, as things kind of changed. We got out of the Great Recession. And so I, I bought my first out-of-state investment in, uh, in 2016 in Indianapolis. And it was like half of the price of what an investment <laughs> property would be in Seattle uh, we got the renovation done for half the price of what it would cost in Seattle. And the rents were actually pretty close to, to being what we'd get there. So just for numbers, it was $155,000, but $19,000 into the renovation, we we're getting about $2,200 a month in rent.
0: That's so extremely, wow.
1: At like 16% cash on cash return.
0: That's great.
1: And what I learned was what it made me successful as both an investor and an agent was no longer serving me. From going from that like operator or self-employed person into the quadrants as you know, cash, yeah. Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrants of the employee, self-employed, investor, business owner, and so I needed to somehow figure out how I get out of the self-employed slash operator and into the investor and the business owner, and so uh, so anyways, I had all these investors and they you know I'm, of course I'm talking to them quite often and I tell them about this Indianapolis deal, and they say, well, can I work with your team there? And I said, absolutely. And so, of course, as agents, right, we can refer business back and forth. And uh, and it was really cool. This agent was a newer agent, just super scrappy, super, like, willing to kind of go above and beyond for me as an out investor, because I'd never been to Indianapolis. Like, I didn't know anyone, literally had never been to the state of Indiana, let alone Indianapolis. And uh, just great, great guy. And so, yeah, so it was super fun. One of my clients from California ended up buying 10 houses with him in, like, 60 days and just wow. <laughs> so he blew up right and so again it just you know these it's so fun to be this person who can connect and create win-wins and then also just something that changed the trajectory for this agent I mean he I, th- I think he was like rookie of the year in his in his office wow. um, just by being willing to work with investors right and kind of help me out in this first deal and so anyway so I, I just said okay so how can I create or pivot my business model from me as an agent with my little team here in Seattle, helping people buy investment properties in Seattle to helping anyone, right? Because I mean, my clients are all pretty much local, some from California, uh, help anyone invest in the markets that make sense, right? So so yeah, so we started building out teams in other markets and finding agents that could speak the same language because we do speak a different language, right? (laughs) On the investment side. And and it's just super fun. I mean, we have an agent that I met I cold called her two years ago. I found her. She just had a bunch of multifamily listings on realtor.com. I just called her one day and I said, hey, you have a lot of multifamily listings. I'd I'd like to buy one or five and maybe bring 20 or 100 of my friends. (laughs) And so she thought I was crazy. And then I was like leaving for Germany the next day. So I'm like, great conversation.
0: See you in a month. Yeah, I got (laughs) to
1: go. But anyways, yeah, I mean, gosh, I think I was telling you about her. Yeah. So she ended up.
0: You did. Yeah. I
1: think she closed maybe. $80 $80 million last year just with investors. She had primarily been a residential agent that was closing about $25, $30 million a year, like top producer, right, in her yeah, market. Yeah,
0: that's a, still a good business, yeah.
1: It, and she ended up opening a property management company and scaled to 800, it, it, yeah, it's like 800 or 900 units in like 18 months.
0: That is phenomenal.
1: Yeah, it's, it's incredible, it's amazing.
0: I, we gotta get her on the show eventually because I want to talk about that She's property amazing. management business. That's yeah. so good. Um, okay, so, so you start finding... So, w- would you find the agent when you after you found the market, or like how did this how did this all start to come about? Because yeah. so, tell us the name of your company that yeah. that helps agents.
1: Yeah, so it's Agents Invest. So I'm still a licensed agent, but I don't I'm like retired from real estate. So I don't <laughs> sell I don't sell real estate anymore. And uh, you know, we have this brokerage just to facilitate these referral fees. We don't have agents under our brokerage, and you know, any anything like that. So it's just my own little brokerage in in uh, in Washington. But it's Agents Invest. Our website's agentsinvest.com.
0: Awesome. So, if I was an agent in one of those markets, let's say you called me up. Mm. Um, let's say I'm a new, you know, I'm a newer agent, or just someone you've identified. Like maybe I was the person with the multifamily listings. Where you're yeah. like, hey, I want to buy a house or five from you. Yeah. What would that look like? What would you say to me?
1: Yeah. So uh, a lot of times I'm just kind of. Gauging whether or not you act, we actually speak the same language. <laughs> so
0: the just, level. Just
1: because you have a multifamily listing or a listing in general doesn't necessarily, doesn't mean I
0: should. <laughs>
1: doesn't necessarily mean you you know right. And so um, so you know I'll start asking questions like, hey, what's the going cap rate in your in your market? Um, do you have commercial lenders? You know, small local banks that you work with on a regular basis? Do you have a local property manager that you can refer to? um, tell me about the last great deal that you've seen. Right. And just kind of, again, trying to gauge if they have the knowledge and the experience. And, uh, and then I look for things like, um, you know, are they, are they trustworthy? Right. Uh, what are their values? And so, um, a lot of times before we refer any investor to an agent, I, I want to work with them personally right? and kind of do a transaction together ideally. And so, um, I'll, I'll give you another example. I connected with. We were actually in Greece at the time, a couple months ago, and uh, we have a small little Facebook group that we just launched called Investor Friendly Agents. And I asked a question. I just said, "Why should an investor invest in your market?" And there was a gal named Lisa, and she made a comment, and it was an incredible pitch. And I, I don't even remember what it was, but it was it was incredible, right? So it got my attention. And I said, "Great, Lisa, do you have any deals?" And she DM'd me, and she had, she goes, "I actually have this seven unit." It's been sitting on the market. It's overpriced. Uh, Current rents are like eight hundred. They should be at twelve hundred to thirteen hundred. Do you want more info? And I said, yeah. And so she drove around town, sent me videos, sent me a video of the property, and I'd never spoken to her before. And I wrote an offer and just closed on that deal a couple weeks ago. So, um, yeah, there's great deals everywhere right now. And she was a residential agent. She was also a, a newer agent. Right, so that was probably her highest sale price was a seven unit, but she knew the rents and yeah. she knew her market.
0: That's pretty good. What, what was the name of that Facebook group again?
1: Investor Friendly Agents. Is that
0: open to all agents? Yeah, or absolutely. Okay, yeah. so invest. we'll link to that in the yeah. show notes. That's why I asked yeah. and I'm gonna go join myself. Um, yeah. So, okay, so that's amazing. So uh, how do you, now, so you, you've got, you've built all these connections around the country, yeah. right? With all yes. these agents and you're connecting deals and obviously still doing a lot of, de- I love, yeah. I just gotta say, I love that you're not selling, just selling information, but Um, you are doing what it is you're teaching others to do. That goes a long way for me. You you don't have to. A lot of people (laughs) don't. And a lot of people don't. And that really irks me. It's always been, that's what I call a guru. guru, For me, a guru is someone who talks like they know everything about it, but they've not actually done it or don't do it. And that is, uh, for me, that's a lot. That's always, that's a big green light when I see you also doing the thing that you're, teaching me how to do like, Absolutely. I, I got to know, I got to learn from a practitioner personally. It's a, that's definitely a core principle of mine. Um, So you're, you're building this network, you're building uh, a portfolio as well, and you're helping yeah. other people build their their portfolio. So how does somebody, so other than someone doing a deal with you mm-hmm. um, or passing your litmus test, how does somebody get involved in your world if they're a real estate agent?
1: Yeah. So we have a lot of agents that come to us and they say, I, I've never done an investment property before, but I want to get into this because I want more freedom. Right. Cause in my experience, working with investors is a lot more freedom. It's non emotional. So you don't have to be driving, you know, home buyers around in your car for a weekend and then only for them to say, I renewed my lease. Right. Um, and so, so yeah, so we get a lot of agents reaching out and they say, I want to do this, but I don't know how I, I don't speak your language yet. And so that's where we do the agent coaching, and it's super fun. We do we call it the boot camp.
0: Oh, it.
1: <laughs> so it starts with understanding what is a deal because you, you ha- foundationally you have to understand what is a deal. Um, and I'll give you an example that we, uh, you know, an agent in Boise that we work with, a great agent, um, had sent over a deal yesterday. It was uh, in Meridian, Idaho, so just a little suburb of Boise and it was a duplex for six hundred and fifty thousand. I think rents were maybe eighteen hundred dollars per side, so not cash flow positive, right? Yeah. And then when you looked at it from a midterm furnished rental or short-term rental, right? You take one unit and same same property, same purchase price, nothing changed, but you go from a long-term tenant to a short-term tenant, and returns are twenty percent. Oh my gosh! Right? So. There, there's. That, that's why I get so excited and like pumped up about this, because I think if the residential agents understood this, then essentially, I mean, you would have unlimited closings, right? If you could just look at these properties a little bit differently. Um. Anyways, just so many, so many potential and opportunities, but you have to first speak the language.
0: You do. And I've, I love that you said speak the language because I, so I'm definitely not, would not qualify as an agent for you. Like I'm putting my agent hat back on for yeah. a second yep. because I Big pet peeve, part of part of his focus, right? Uh-huh. But part of it was like, so you'd get the person that went to someone else's boot camp, and they're like right. looking for an agent that wants to prove their worth to me, or yeah, you know, that's willing right. to show that they're. And I'm like, okay, but what's a deal? Mm-hmm. What's a? Well, I just need a good deal. I'm like, but okay, tell me yeah. what is a good deal. And so, I yeah. lo, what I lo, I'm saying that it's complimentary to you is because yeah. you're bringing a common language yeah. and what is a good deal to both the investors, if you will, who are looking to place the money, as well as that agent. So that way we know, because there's nothing worse than, I'm like, dude, if my deal was that good, you would, like, I, I literally would not call you. Right. I would call myself first and then yeah. John or should, one of the other people I, yeah. that I like and trust yeah. um, that I've done deals with. Yep. And so bringing that language, I think, is so important. So that way we have a context of what actually is a deal yeah. and, you know, who does that serve? And then I think too is now I've if I'm an agent and I have that context of what a really good deal is. I can also take that to other people outside of this group to anybody 100%. I talk to in my kind of retail business yep. when they start saying hey I'm look I'm I want to know more about yeah. investing in real estate right. that makes me more valuable to my other clients as well.
1: 100%. And Absolutely.
0: I, I think that's so I'm glad that, I'm saying that I guess just complimentary I'm glad that you're doing that because <laughs> yes. it's so needed.
1: It, it really is. And it's really in my opinion it's very simple. You just you just it's you just don't hear about it very often, right? In the residential brokerages, everything is about open houses and cold calling and how to get leads and how to sell houses. Yeah. And um, if you can look at things differently, and again, you know, just in that duplex example, right? Um, so we could turn something that nobody might be interested in until, you know, having five people want, wanting to write an offer. Um, and so, yeah, fundamentally, you have to be able to understand what a great deal is. And then, um, you know, number two, we teach agents how to develop their own investor clients, One best way to do that is to start a local meetup. So I had a local meetup in Seattle. I mean, we're talking two hours of lead generation a month, right? Just hosting this local meetup. We would get anywhere from 60 to 100 people showing up. We would be like turning people away. We ended up charging for it a couple years ago because it was just so popular. (laughs) We're we're at like capacity issues, right? And, uh, And it was just, it was incredible. We just had so many people. That I mean, from house hackers to flippers that were saying, I'm getting killed in taxes, show me a different way. And which, I, yeah, I love that.
0: I just want to like break something down for the listener real quick. You just broke down a way for somebody to have their leads pay them to lead generate on them. hundred percent. That, that is my <laughs> altering. Deals, right? yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. So you're getting, you, you had your own leads. The people that you wanted to represent actually pay you Yes. To let you be in front of them and build a relationship with them and bring value so that way you could then sell them the real estate.
1: Yes. Very different than an open house where they're kind of like, no thanks. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're holding an open house, but everyone's coming to you and yeah. right, they're, well, they're paying to be there.
0: I, what I'm hearing is like you've got specialized knowledge, you went deeper on it, yes. and then you found a way to share that. And 100%. That's, and yeah. that is, to me, it's always the key in building something. Yes. you got to be able to do those things. Absolutely. So um let's bounce back over to the investor side for a second yeah so who's your so all these people that have that have trusted you or come to you for education as well as deals right yes and to learn how to spot deals and find deals where do those people come from now do they are you are these like referrals in from current members or cl- what do you call the members or clients or
1: yeah we call them members okay yeah so are mm-hmm. they
0: referrals in or from other agents like how does that develop
1: yeah. So it's pretty much word of mouth. We've never really done any advertising. Um, so a lot of people came obviously, you know, from Seattle clients, right. right. And then they bring their friends and their coworkers and their parents because their parents, you know, want to retire early or uh, like actually retire.
0: <laughs> even have a shot at it. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. And, uh, so yeah, we, just a lot of referrals, um, in, in that way, a word of mouth. Um, yeah, just really just all organic.
0: That's cool like that. So what, tell me more about what you're doing. Like, do you have any, I think you do events as well. Yes. Can you tell us about that?
1: We do. Yeah. So pre-pandemic, we used to do these mastermind weekends and we would pick a different market, uh, invite investors to come hang out with us in a weekend. They could meet the local team and we do these property tours and so, you know, we were so sad, its COVID, that we couldn't do that. And so we have our next one coming up uh, next weekend, actually. I was going to say, I think it's Phoenix. next week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we have another one planned for May. And uh, we're going back to Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is one of my favorite markets.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I, have,
1: I have like 19 properties under contract in Tennessee. I'm trying to buy the whole city if I can.
0: <laughs> good for you. <laughs> That's a good plan. Uh,
1: thank you. Thank you. Um,
0: let me ask you this question. So I'm an agent. I'm listening in right now and i'm thinking i don't actually i don't talk the language i really want to invest should i should i be asking you about your i'm going to call it your investor side business or yeah. should i be asking you about your agent side business
1: it's a great question we actually get that a lot so i would say if you aren't interested in developing your investor business your investor sales business then come join us on the investor side and we'll help you take some of that commission income that you earn one time and turn it into a lifetime of cash flow.
0: That's good. You said something earlier about the industry rewar- rewarding basically more deals, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I would say I don't think I don't think it my term has always been at awards. Uh-huh. So it, it awards staying on the hamster wheel and just doing more deals, doing more deals, GCI, volume, yeah, units, yada yada so on and so forth and like that's literally what all of the awards in our entire industry is about. It is. And it it's it sounds cool, especially like, oh, cool, I got the medal around my neck or I got the big plaque. And then when you really take a step back, like you can't, it's not like you can deposit that trophy.
1: Well, and at what cost? Yeah. I think that's the other thing that we all have to be asking ourselves is yeah. when you're working you know, as an operator or as a self-employed person, there's always a cost.
0: Yeah, you referenced the, um, the cash flow quadrant. Right. And even those of us who build a team... Mm-hmm still really are in that self-employed quadrant 100%. and never actually fully make it over to the B or the I. right? And I, I don't know about you. So I've always laughed because like having taught a lot I've, I've always like, I always like to pull the room on different things. Yes. And one of those things is who's in real estate. Cause you read, because you read rich dad, poor dad, and right. there's always a lot of people that have, yes. like there's always a good percentage of the room that has, uh-huh. even though as old as that book is now, um, that put a lot of people, myself included on the path and a lot of people have, but they're like, they're not actually doing anything doing on it. the right side of that quadrant. No. And it, it feels no. like it because I'm told I have a business, but I really, it's, it's actually that S.
1: Yeah. If you can't step away from your business for at least four weeks and still make the same amount of money or, or more and then, not have it fall apart, and by, by not the way, have it implode, then you are, yeah, you're on that last side of the, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And not, I, I think I say that and I think you say it too, not from a, should be ashamed of it, but like be aware of it. Going back to your moment 100%. on uh, your daughter's birthday of like, yep. okay, I could just go, I could, you know, brush that off or I could go beat myself up or over yep. it or I could go, you know what,
1: Do you there's body. something
0: there. Let's double click on that and yep. change it. Hundred percent. Yeah. And Absolutely. I love that you're doing that. Cause I, I think that's so important. Uh, I know I found myself caught up in the awards and, the, what I would call the stage time and all that stuff. It's it's yeah. great. It's fun. None of it deposits. No. You know, none of it, you know, builds for the future. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, like you I love how clear you were too. I'm gonna own a house of 21. Yeah. Husband's gonna retire. We're gonna we're going to do that with the cash flow from the properties. Like mm-hmm. that is very clear. Um I, I we've got a Facebook group called Next Level Agents and love that group. probably like two years ago, somebody was I forget the thread, it was probably around investing. But somebody said, and it was like the most, I've heard this a lot, but it just hit me that day. She said, you know, my mentor told me you don't get rich selling real estate. You get rich by buying real estate. 100%. And I was like, oh man, that's why. I, yeah. That was what, when I read that book. Yeah. That was, the, and it, it was a big reminder. And, um, and it was like, for me, that was, it was a little bit of a wake up call as well, too. It was like, right. cool. This business is cool. And just selling real estate, definitely not going to get it done.
1: No. And, and, and yet they don't teach otherwise. Yeah. Um, at the brokerage level
0: it, it's not beneficial to right for the 100%. for the brokerage so right. um so that that's my that's my very judgmental opinion on it. But, <laughs> our,
1: it's our soapbox right today, yeah that's right? my soapbox because
0: it's like it's a it's still a, it's a hamster wheel and it's mm-hmm. a very well and like i would say at the end of the day we're also very highly paid in our industry for the most part we have the <laughs> opportunity to make a lot of money but it is still like we're still in a box and we're, we're still on a hamster wheel it's just a nicer yep. fancier hamster wheel but still a hamster wheel And we got to remember that so that way we can focus on if we want to be off that hamster wheel, we can get off because it's our choice, not because we didn't want to. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I want to see more agents creating their own retirement strategy or their exit strategy. Right. Um, I mean, I know some agents that they just plan to sell real estate until they die. Yeah. (laughs) And to me, I mean, again, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Nothing wrong with it if that's what you want.
1: 100%.
0: But if you're doing it because you have to... Right. My my um, friend and business partner Curtis Johnson always jokes that re- real estate agents don't retire; they just expire.
1: <laughs> so true. Because
0: it's you know it's I mean that's the reason why you're doing what you're doing. Right. So where okay so agents invest is is it, is it agentsinvest.com? Uh huh. Yep. What's What's the other you? Where Where should somebody go? Whether they're an investor yeah. or an agent looking to learn how to? Where should people go to learn more?
1: Yeah. So if you're an agent. Go to agentsinvest.com. That's where, if you have a deal, send me a deal, please. <laughs>
0: <Shouldn't> <laughs> You'll get like the full deals. commission,
1: I promise. Uh, yeah, no, send send us deals, uh, agentsinvest.com. Or if you don't speak the language yet and you want to, and this has been you know, enlightening for you and you want to learn more, yeah, agentsinvest.com. If you're an agent and you want to focus on investing, we have a lot of uh, agents who are doing that. We actually have, I, I would say, quite a few people coming down next week that are agents that just want to invest. But they're
0: coming down as they're, an they're investor. They're coming
1: down cool. as an investor. Or they're or they're retiring out as an agent because their passive income exceeds their commission income. That's super even fun. better. Love it. Uh addicted to Ad- Oh
0: my God. <laughs> what an amazing <laughs> URL. Neuro- Did you have to pay a lot of money for that? Or no. were you creative or No,
1: I snagged it a couple years ago. Yeah. Good for you. Addictedtoroi.com. Addicted to
0: Addicted R- to that is so easy to remember and so good. Thank you. Awesome. Anything Thank else you. that we should cover today?
1: Uh guys, just go out there and do it. I, I'm imagining that some of you are thinking this sounds great, but I don't have the money. Guys, I, I'm here to tell you just kind of the final thoughts is you don't have to have the money. If you can find a great deal, when I was just getting started the first couple of years, I didn't have the money either, right? I mean, yeah. I spent all the money on on the real estate. and was, <laughs> I was like oh. house rich and, and just broke. Um, but if you can find great deals, you can either partner with investors, I'll partner with you if you bring me a great deal. Um, you make the commission income, learn from these investor clients. That's what I did. I'm like, wow, I can learn yeah. and earn at the same time, get my clients to pay for me to come to meetups and make more money that way. And, um, so there's a lot of different ways. Uh, you don't have to have all the money. So that's what I, I hear. Very, I hear that a lot with agents. It sounds great. Don't have the money.
0: The It's, mo- it's so funny because when you started, the money was the hardest thing and now it's the easiest thing. Oh, there's so easy. much money. I mean, I was, literally, I was on the phone with a buddy last night who's company, I won't give too many details, but it's, the number starts with a B of how much money they now have mm-hmm. for just acquiring single family yes. residential rentals. Yes. Um, and there are many, many other companies like that out there. So Everywhere. I say that to go, obviously that's, those are hedge funds and whatnot, but that's how much liquid capital is available in, in the marketplace, specifically in real estate. Yes. So finding money, whether it's from another agent yep. or, or investors or, bigger companies, that's, that's become the easiest thing. The hardest thing is the, is actually deal. the deal. The deal. It's the it deal. It starts with the deal. Yeah. And so always. you should probably learn how to identify the deal. Yes. If you're going to bring this, the scarcest resource. I think it was, I think it was John Maxwell that my buddy used to quote is like who he would always say, whoever has the scarcest resource is holds the leadership yes. in that room.
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So I
1: love
0: it. learn how to do that. Awesome. It. All right, guys, awesome. go check it out. Thank Thanks. you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I
0: appreciate it. Great. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty, and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com contact and contact us today.